Yo. Yo, what's up? I, I don't know. Yo. We're already talking about a dump. We, we did it. Rand, Rand should be co-host because I have no idea what the hell we're talking about here. With no, Bunk. you need. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who said anything about a dump. Bunk has made generational wealth for, for. I mean, hundreds of people. I've seen screenshots. Who, of who people came that made ten million, ten million dollars. Ten million dollars people made on Bunk. Do you remember the guy who was on here that had like six billion dollars worth of shib at the peak and didn't sell any? Do you remember that? Mario, was that you and I on the roundtable show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was Shib 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 Shibtoshi something, something like that. No, no, not Shibtoshi. Shiba yeah, I know who you're talking about. I know exactly the space you're talking about. I remember you were there as well. But Rand first, should we change the title? I don't know who came up with a title about a dump. Probably Scott. This is this is a Scott title. Nothing nothing to do with me. Nothing to I mean do it must me. be a very dry news Friday if if we're talking about uh, bunk. But okay, let's talk about bunk. That was your bunk. idea. <laughs> yeah. You said the news of the day is bunk. <laughs> you asked me what the news of the day was. I said, to me, the biggest news of the day is bunk. The thing, the thing's done 29,000% in, in a week. Oh, generally, yeah. I, I, that's done that in this week. I, it's funny. I pay no attention. I know that bunk had run massively even ahead of this. And then I saw the Coinbase listing. A Coinbase and a Binance listing. And I think it did, it did about 29,000% in a week. Okay, so, I don't know, can you, so, so I was listening to Kyle Kyle Chasse's uh, show. Like he he his explanation. Bonk, probably I should bring him in. His explanation is like, hey, everyone's bored of the old meme coins now. Everything's about Pepe and Bonk. Is it really? That, is that it? Is that all it takes for a meme? Yeah, coin? everything everything um, everything is about Solana. Um, you know the narrative is Solana right now. I don't know if you've seen helium has also exploded. Um, you know, the narrative is very much about Solana and people want the nice, shiny thing on uh, on Solana, which is a meme coin. And if you want to talk about fast in the market, you're talking about a meme coin that admittedly has zero utility, now trading at a $3 billion valuation. Just think about what that means. Like, like we've created $3 billion out of thin air on a coin that, that admittedly has zero use case other than the fact that it's a meme. It has a use case. To refund the entire Solana ecosystem. Well, that's what that's exactly what happened. So, Solana is actually. I think I was. I, I don't have any front of me, but it was like at seventy six bucks earlier. It is at seventy six bucks at the moment. Why? Because there's a whole lot of new liquidity that's being created on this chain. There's, there's new millionaires that are that are being created on this chain. And I even know like guys in our office, and like these these are people that earn like between two and five grand a month, and these guys are making hundreds of thousands of dollars in bank. Now, obviously, I've been screaming. I've been running around the office going, guys, sell, 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 take profits, take profits, take profits. And some of them have. Um, but, I mean, it's, it, it's the, the creation is of value of wealth in the space is ridiculous. And, and when I say that, it's also going to be the destruction of wealth. If and when this thing goes into a heap, then it's going to be the destruction of, of, this, of this wealth. I've seen it before. Mario, we got to get Mario. Mario, we got to get Joa because I'm, I'm actually remembering. I think when we had Austin up, Joa was DMing me because obviously he had built in the Solana ecosystem, and he, I think, his claim—I don't even want to misquote it—but was something he said basically that Bonk was is all the Solana whales like coordinating to massively pump this token to refund the entire Solana ecosystem and build it back up. Well, what's wild about true. this, you know, what's wild about this, Scott, is normally when you have these meme tokens pump, they're they're always pumping on decentralized networks, and when they finally get listed on stuff like Coinbase and Binance and Crypto.com, that ends up being exit liquidity for everybody, and yeah, they immediately the tank. So this makes me wonder what the hell is going to happen if Pepe gets listed on Coinbase? Yeah, I mean. Doge was the same. People forget, but I remember from my conversations with uh, CZ at the time, uh, sadly, Steve Ehrlich at Voyager and, and others, when Doge went mainstream, and by the way, Doge was kind of listed on a lot of them. It, it was yet to be listed on some. But when Doge went absolutely nuts with Elon Musk, that was the singular reason that all of the centralized platforms couldn't keep up with customer service and signups. When remember that period, it must have been the very beginning of 2021 when there was like two or three month waits to sign up to centralized platforms. That was literally people looking to trade Doge. And I remember both of them saying that uh, at the time when I interviewed them, which was insane. That simply the hype around a meme coin was enough to freeze these platforms. 
I've seen this before once, which was on Pepe. I don't know if you remember. Uh, I don't know if Pepe got this high, but it was very, very high. And I, I don't know if you remember the, the dump that ensued when it went all the way back from, I think, I think it was about a $2 billion market cap. And it went all the way down to three or four hundred million or something. Um, so I don't know. Look, maybe Solana does need a meme coin. There isn't a real meme coin on Solana. You know, Doge's got a meme coin. Ethereum's got Pepe. Um, maybe Solana does need a, a meme coin, and maybe Bonk is going to be the one. But if I was a betting man, sorry, since you I are. am a betting man, since since I am a betting man, I've actually been short all day. No way. Yeah, I haven't watched the price action, but there is there something specific after twenty nine thousand percent or whatever that number was that makes you think today is the day? No, coin based listing. So generally, the peak of these uh, of these pumps is a coin is a Binance listing. Same thing happened with Pepe. Um, usually, the Binance listing is all the anticipation. It goes crazy, and then everything calms down. And, t- and today, the, today there was a Binance listing, and yesterday I think there was a coin based listing. So. I think that all of those are already in the market. And then for me, it's, uh, I think, I don't know. Hey, look, I might be wrong. Don't, don't anybody follow me on this trade. No, the worst that happens, wrong. I assume, is your stop loss triggers. People, like, for some reason, every time you mention, not you specifically, but if you come on stage without context and tell somebody you're short something and it goes up, they think you've lost your entire net worth. Which obviously is yeah, inaccurate. I'm trying to get caught, but, but Ryan, um, don't you think I'll invite Joe as well? Joe Santos, yeah, uh, Scott? Let me get caught. Regular Joe. Yeah, I've called him. Yeah, if he's, yeah he's regular Joe, who I used to club with in Philadelphia in the early 2000s. Yes, Joe Santos. <laughs> yeah, if, if, uh, if uh, you can get caught, it'll be good. I've just pinged him and called him. But uh, I am, um, and anyone else that's, that, that can explain to me um, why. Like how, how this shit happens. And, and that kind of answers your question, by the way, guys. Remember how we were debating earlier? Will this bull run be the same as other bull runs? Or will it be more regulated? I said, I said um, yes and more crazy. Gonna, I think Rand said we'd never get alt season again. I'm going to take back what I said. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not couple. I'm, uh, I'm big enough to take back what I said. And I, it, it looks like it's playing out exactly like all the other previous uh, alt, alt seasons. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you, there's, there's nothing that still anywhere except for maybe for United States citizens prohibits people from the same behavior as the past. I mean, these aren't frauds, right? I mean, yes, the, the things we've seen collapse in crypto in the past few years have been a bunch of centralized platforms, certainly a lot of fraud and I think the yield side. But nothing has really changed as far as mint a token, watch it go nuts, and cash out for billions of dollars for some of these people, right? It's going to be the same people doing it over and over again. You know what? The one thing that you've got to commend the SEC about is how the SEC have been protecting the American investor because the American investor can't, uh, can't be buying these coins until they list on Coinbase. And only when they list on Coinbase and pump, the American investor becomes the exit liquidity. So you've got to commend the SEC. You can't short it. Break. And we can't even short it. We can't even short it in that scenario. We can only buy it. (laughs) Another thing thing to keep in mind is that I think this is actually, you could make an argument that this was caused by the SEC. um, In that if you look at, if you look at the meme coins that are getting listed, there's a stronger argument that those coins aren't securities because it's just meme bullshit with no actual operation behind it. So what's happened is the SEC has, it's quite in, I, I don't know if it's inadvertent or if it's deliberate, but a consequence of going after projects that actually deliver useful products has been that the only coins that U.S. investors can get their hands on are, are just total bags of nonsense. It's a form um, of rebellion. It's a form of buying meme coins is a form of rebellion against the SEC saying, well, you know what? We're going to buy these things that have zero value just to prove to you that we can trade these things because you won't let us trade the real things. Uh, Preston, since you're since you're here, can I ask you a question about the uh, the hacker that pled guilty to the twelve million dollar DeFi hack? Uh, I think this is the first smart contract uh, fraud conviction. Uh, have you been following it, you or Ron, anyone or Carlo? I haven't, so I'm going to defer someone else on that one. Yeah, so this news broke, and uh, I actually posted about it yesterday. It was interesting development. Because this is the first time that that I'm aware of that DOJ has done this with a hacker. And, uh, of course, sentencing's coming up in March, so we don't know how it's all going to play out. But, again, just <laughs> everyone who thinks that they're in this ecosystem where there are no consequences for gaming 
uh, these platforms is in for a rude awakening. So um, why is it so surprising, though? So uh, why would hackers, when it comes to crypto, why would hackers feel like they, they're, they're not going to be, the DOJ is not going to come after them? And why is it taking so long for the first smart contract fraud conviction? Like, I think if this is the first one and we're, you know, we've been seeing those for, for years now. Uh, I think it's a slow common? boil, Mario. I think it's a slow boil because I've talked with a lot of agents that are, that are you know, working in this space and they're, they're number one, overwhelmed. There are so many complaints and so many victims that they're trying to track down and deal with. So that's one aspect of it. And then it's the sheer volume. Uh, there's been so much of this behavior in the space that I think there's probably some low-hanging fruit that's easier for them to go after. And people seem to think that through a VPN and through uh, decentralized networks, they can somehow avoid detection. And that's just really a huge misconception because they're able to deconstruct through IP addresses and, and search warrants to these internet service providers. They're able to reconstruct these transactions and track these people down. So I, I think we're just going to see more of this. Was the, was the guy, uh, so this guy's name is Ahmed something Ahmed. I'm just trying to find a full name. Uh, was he based in the U.S.? Do you know? I'm looking right now through the DOJ press release, so let me let me double back on that. He's he's agreed to pay a restitution of five million to the victims. So the hack was twelve million. Um, so he, he stole it from two platforms and attempted to hide the theft through several actions. Notably, Ahmed swapped uh, the gains for Monero. There we go. Jeez, they're getting good at this stuff. Moved funds through crypto mixers such as some. So hold on. So if he moved it through crypto mixers and, and moved it to Monero, then went through mixers, the and then used the blockchain hopping. Okay, from you. Okay. If he wasn't, if he wasn't based in the U.S., would he be able to get away with it, or would the DOJ still be not, able to come after him? Not really. I mean, I think what you've seen. So with with enforcement actions like this. The United States has essentially unlimited resources um, to go after anyone who they deem is appropriate, but limited manpower. So if they decide that you're a target, they're going to find out who you are. They're going to do it by applying pressure on companies to disclose subscriber records. In this case, it seems that the, the hacker Googled his own actions and used a search engine to search uh, search terms relating to the hack. I'm sure there was a, a subpoena sent to a search engine company at some point of the proceedings, which asked, give us information about people who are searching for their own information. So the amount of data that they can acquire and obtain and their resources in terms of pooling that data and running analytics on that data is, is tremendous. I mean, it really it's indescribable. Crazy. So how would they, how, how, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Now, I was going to ask, like, how, how did they find out about the whole Monero? What, what, what confuses me, surprises me in a really positive way is how they managed to find out that he moved it from Monero he moved it to Monero, then went through mixers, the exact mixtures he used. Uh, yeah, oh, no, so they say such as somewhere in Whirlpool. Not sure if that's the exact ones he used then. Well, just the hopping circle back. Hopping strategy. To circle back, Mario, he was Googling about how to flee the United States, which suggests to me that he did this from the, within the United States. But as far as the, the analytics, you know, they've got very sophisticated algorithms that can deconstruct these tornado cash transactions. It's not easy to do. But they are able to, uh, through very, very sophisticated algorithms, break down these transactions and reconstruct them. It's a lot of work, which is why you don't see as many of these cases right now as, as, as you would think you'd see. But it, it can be done. Well, I'm looking at, I mean, I'm looking here. And so Monero, it, so one, Monero is pretty solid when it comes to encryption. And you know this because when you read search warrants or, or when you read uh, informations or indictments, I've seen it where it says, you know, we seized a number of an amount of cryptocurrency, X Bitcoin, Y number of Ethereum, and an unknown number of Monero, right? Which means they weren't able to find out how much Monero was in the wallet they seized. But in this case, if we look at the press release, right, which gives us a hint, Ahmed laundered the millions of fees that he stole from the crypto exchange to conceal their source and ownership, including through one, conducting token swap transactions, two, bridging fraud proceeds from the Solana blockchain over to Ethereum, and three, exchanging fraud proceeds into Monero. Um, and I'm not sure how that happened, but if there was a single uh, key pair, right, that he used, which was associated with his name, right, it's like leaving a footprint or leaving a fingerprint somewhere. And once they can make that connection, right, they can then ramp up the surveillance on the target until they get enough information to get probable cause to make an arrest. So in this case, my guess is his OPSEC was sloppy. He might have reused the wallet. He reused an address. That's something people do all the time. Um, and you know, he found a really easy vulnerability and he decided to go and exploit it. 
but he left something behind, right? Or he did something with these transactions that connected uh, connected him to some real world, you know, some repository of real world identity, which docks them, right? Because that's what they'll do. They'll say, okay, well, this address, we know that this address transacted with Coinbase. So they just go to Coinbase with a search warrant and say, give us everything you've got on this individual for all time, right? And they'll say everyone who's transacted with him, any, you know, identity documents, every time he's logged in, his email address, you know, his KYC information. So they'll get a huge amount of data. Uh, you know, his, his, the, the user agent string, they'll know what browser he logged into the website with and what, you know, what version of an OS he was running when he did it. So they get a really huge amount of information on, on their targets when they decide to make someone a target. So crime, you know, as long if your OPSEC is airtight and you live in Siberia and you're friends with Vladimir Putin, like in that case, you know what, go hack whoever you want. Chances are pretty good that nothing's going to happen to you. If you live anywhere that's going to extradite you to the United States, that's a very different ballgame and a very dangerous one. 100% agree with you, Preston. And this guy was out of New York. And if you want to look at the roadmap, Mario, look at the criminal complaint in the Frosty's NFT case. It gives a methodical breakdown of how they were able to track everything back through the internet interactions with, with providers as far as the art that they created, the bridging back and forth from Coinbase. It's very easy for them to reconstruct this stuff. Yeah, I didn't know, you know they I want to pick up some, some of the thoughts that uh, Carlo mentioned, which was that uh, it's very difficult for the IRS criminal investigation to track these hackers. It's a lot of work. But they came out and announced just this past month that they are going to be shifting their uh, focus from going after this sort of crime to being focusing more on uh, tax evasion. And tax evasion is basically speaking to anybody who's not reporting their cryptos. This is so easy for them to go after. The IRS knows who all the crypto traders are in the U.S. They have the trading data from all the exchanges and now Binance International. They know all the traders and they can look in your tax return and see if if you reported your crypto trades, if you didn't, that's a fraudulent return. There's no statute of limitations protection. They don't have to prove how much you didn't report. All they have to do is charge you with the crime of tax evasion. It's a, if you, and, and not, over 90% of the time, people are doing uh, plea bargains to get out of, out of, it's a felony. You have over a year of, of, of prison, $250,000 of fines on top of getting current on all your taxes. So they've basically shifted this. This is going to be an easier enforcement method. And I think the collateral benefit that they experience from this is that it will scare the criminal side. It'll, it'll increase greater uh, tax revenues, uh, which is what the commissioner wants. So I think this is a, a big focus that we all should be aware of in this next year. The IRS has tripled the number of criminal enforcement agents. They've got another 150 uh, digital asset lawyers in the DOJ just to focus on this type of enforcement. So uh, they've got their machine revved up, and this is what we're going to see a lot of this next year. And Jeez, remember, Clinton, they warned, <laughs> and remember, Scott, they warned everybody to come clean and make their disclosures on their tax returns. So every time these people off-ramp into centralized protocols like Coinbase, they're leaving a breadcrumb. And it's just a matter of time now before they walk it back. God, Clinton, it's Christmas, man. That was aggressive. Made me <laughs> made me scared, and I know I'm not doing anything wrong. Well, you know, I, we know that 75 percent. The IRS knows that 75 percent of crypto traders are not even reporting. They're not even yeah, saying yes on the virtual currency. I mean, but. to your point, they moved that box right at the literally to the first third of the front page of the tax return that says, you know, do you hold or have you whatever specific language, but do you hold or have you interacted with crypto? It's the first thing on the tax return now. Uh, that wasn't right the case, in obviously, case. in 17 or 18 or 19. But right now, it's pretty obvious that you need to report. G guys, uh, so the, I have the, a quick the question. The thing, though, is this year, if you've, if you've been someone who hasn't been filing, you know, now's the time to put a strategy into place to move towards compliance, especially with a bull mm -hmm. market. You'll start making profits. You can start taking some of those to maybe address you know, tax liabilities, but yeah. if you do nothing, you're really exposed because the IRS will come after you. I mean, if you're not, I if you haven't paid your taxes in crypto, you're, you're, you're a moron. I mean, yeah. So, so just quickly, is my mic working? Scott? Can you hear me? Yeah, we just didn't want to listen to you, so we kept it. Right. Oh, okay, okay. So we, we thought you, we thought you would get the hints, but you just went ahead and kept talking. <laughs> I thought you got the robotic thing. Uh, listen, um, before we go to Kyle, and, and I brought another speaker as well to talk about um, Bonk, because everyone wants to, to learn about Bonk. But just quickly on 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 the um, on, on that case, Carlo, uh, can you tell me more about people that are launching? Um, 
what is their legal liability? Because I'm pretty surprised they're still launching them and, and they seem to be pretty blatant about it. And some of them based in the US, uh, obviously others are, are not docs and, and trying their best to remain anonymous. Could we start seeing you broke up a little against- bit. Were you asking about were you asking about people that drop these meme coins? Yeah, could yeah. we could we see enforcement uh, against people that are launching all these different meme coins? Yeah, I, I think anything is open to enforcement in this in this very hyper aggressive uh, <laughs> regulatory regime that we're in right now. And it goes back to what are they representing to the public? You know, if they're making representations that they're going to build this network and they're going to make all these improvements to this to this network and this token is going to have all this utility and they don't follow through on any of that, of course, they're going to get the attention. But again, it goes back to where are they launching them from? Who is launching them? And how are you going to back channel to find these people? Because a lot of these tokens get spun up on decentralized networks. They don't really have any infrastructure and they go parabolic. So it's just a matter of there are limited resources on law enforcement side and they have to focus on the low hanging fruit and they go after big targets to make examples. So it really is just a matter of where these things fall in the priority list. Um, Kyle, you were talking about what promises they make. What promises has Bonk made? What led to Bonk being the, the coin that goes up whatever thousand percent in the last week? They don't, they don't make any promises. And they, they also say that there's no expectations of any return or uh, this, the, you know, there's no expectations of the token having any monetary value. Um, this is the one thing that people have to understand about meme coins is like the harder somebody tries to make a meme coin, the 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 less successful it will likely be. Uh, I have a video. I was just the reason I'm a little bit late here is I was just actually filming a video on Bonk, so that should go live on my channel in about 45 minutes or something. But um, so if anyone wants to go watch it, it's it. I, I also drop uh, an <laughs> even more ridiculous meme coin uh it's well you guys can just hear it now it's a dog with a hat <laughs> but like it's the most it's the most ludicrous our space is insane right um but i love it and it's and you know at first i used to be really really like um i used to be, you know like as a serious as a vc and someone who's like also manages other people's money obviously i'm not a degenerate with their money it's just my own money that i am but the the people have spoken Right, they've spoken, and they find value in memes, and they find value in look at we have got Bonk now is sitting at one point eight billion dollar market cap, two point seven billion dollar FDV, and it's listed on the the biggest exchanges in the world. And this thing is going to be the sheep ship or Doge of this bull run. People think, oh, this thing's coming down. It's gonna, it's 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 had its run. You know, like Pepe, it's gonna come back down and crash. It's a different market than Pepe was, right? And I, I, I'm a big believer. Like, I, I was a bit skeptical on the um, when the Binance listing came. I think that Binance probably manipulates things a little bit in the way that they that they deal with these listings. I think they probably bought it all the way up, and I think that they, when they listed it, they probably sold a bunch, and that's why we saw that correction. But it's coming back up right now. Um, but it's it's you know so it, it it's a lot to do with luck and narratives and timing, you know, and and just super simple what can uh so i actually on my my uh on my show today i i read off a tweet from uh from patty the pirate who said he he basically asked his girlfriend he, he pointed at three logos and said which one do you like the best and she pointed at bonk because it was the cutest and that was 10 days ago and it's rallied like another 300 percent or something like that since in the last in the last 10 since then and so you know, find it, he said next time. Okay, yeah. Mario, I would say one thing. I, I I would be very, very surprised if Coinbase is counter trading their customers under the no, regulatory I spotlight. No, no, I buy nice, buy nice. You said I thought he said Coinbase. Okay, I'm sorry. All no, right, no, 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 no. Sure. All right, um, yeah, sorry. But Kyle, there's one thing you said that people you said one comment, people find value in meme coins. Please yeah. explain what value that is. It's it's okay. so most people retail don't understand what the utility of a token is. And so when you try to tell them that you're doing cross-chain bridges and you're using yield from Uniswap V3 to maximize your yield on, on LSD products, staked in ETH, and then you have an airdrop coming in from AVAX, and then you have Celesta, which is a modular blockchain, and then you use all these tokens that run validators and secure networks, people are like, dude, what the f what, what are you talking about, bro? I just want I and the whole the whole Wall Street bets and GameStop thing was every time that anyone went and made a video, even in the court, in the famous court hearing, it was just, I like the stock, you know, and this is, I like the crypto. I like the coin. I like the, the way it looks like 
and this is a speculator's game. The fact is that most of these blockchains, most of these, look, Celestia is a is a twelve thirteen billion dollar market cap coin that has zero users on it right now. Injective, another three billion dollar coin that has zero users. But on at it least right they're now. building some. But at least they're promising hey. some sort of utility. There's a team building utility. What I'm asking is that what is Bonk building? You said they're not promising anything. They're not building anything. So, and then they're you said that people don't understand crypto. They're building a they're building a community, right? And and uh, another another tweet that I was reading on my show just now was, um, you know, that another another billion dollar community has been formed, and uh, NFTs, crypto, DAOs, they they form communities with, and the token aligns incentives between those people, right? And I, I'm not saying that it has revenue, right? But this is why TradFi can't wrap their brains around what's going on over here because they're always looking That's at- That's because we're redacted and they shouldn't. I mean- It makes me, it makes me want to so channel- stupid. Scott, this it makes so me want to channel- I'm not, like I'm not saying Stark. Kyle, I'm not saying you are. Yeah, I agree with everything, Kyle. I agree with everything you're saying, but that doesn't make it good. <laughs> it's not, I'm, <laughs> right? I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying this is the fact, right? This is a fact. Yeah, I agree. Look, I agree. Look, look, look at Doge, right? Doge- uh, was a meme forever, useless, and then Elon decides to to, to love it, and then and then what's going to happen when when Twitter becomes a super app that integrates financial systems and cryptocurrency? Guaranteed that Doge is one of the it's probably won't be the only coin represented there, but it probably will have, will have utility and probably be like the highlighted one of X platform. And you know you never know, but uh, it, that was first building community. It was funny. Elon likes irony. And uh, and and eventually ended up something ha something happened with it. You also had the other coins where Shiba was a meme coin at first with no utility, and then the community was built around it. And later they decided to build Shibarium and Shibverse and Bone and Leash and all this other stuff, which is all and completely useless, right? It's all it's I mean, totally useless. Yeah. But right, so they built nothing. Yeah, but, but well, it they, makes they, me want to channel yeah. my internal John Stark and say that these things are just built for price to go up. If you think about it, Scott, they're basically liquid nfts because nfts are illiquid they're tough to move unless you have a buyer these are much easier to liquidate so you can end up being someone's exit liquidity a lot easier with a meme coin than you can with an nft but yeah if i yeah. had to channel my internal john stark he would come in here and say right now these are these are intended for one purpose and that's price go up well do you I'll yeah. ask you, let me let me ask you something do, do you think that um do you think that communities have value 100%. Yeah, okay, look, so, so, 100%. So, so, so Board Ape Yacht Club was a bunch of dumb monkeys on JPEGs, right-click and save. And then they built, they, they, that's all it was. It was a meme, like you just said, it was a meme coin, essentially, where, where, for number go up, built a community. And they free-launched it, just like all these meme coins free-launched themselves. And then later it goes and raises that multi-billion dollar valuation, is now building something because they built a community first. I can't argue with any of that because if you look at my wallet, I'm an NFT advocate. I believe in NFTs yeah. and I believe in the technology. The, the fact is, Kyle, what you just described is 100% accurate, what you said, where that value, at least the perceived value comes from. But even with Doge, I, I don't know the numbers, but I would venture the large majority of people bought it at a significantly higher price than it's trading at today and never sold it. I'm not. I'm not advocating that people go out here. And I'm not. I'm not saying for you. I'm making a point completely separately. I'm not responding to what you said. I think everything you said is completely right. I'm just saying. I laugh at this notion of community uh, when it's tied to the price of an underlying financial asset. You know, like I don't want. I'm a community member of a golf course. I'm a member of a golf course. I don't want my expensive membership to go to zero. Right, yeah, and I don't need it to. It can be stable in price. Community is only no. as good as the price of the underlying asset. And when it crashes, all these people who were like their trippy turtles and they deeply identified with their uh, languishing lions or whatever the fuck else stupidity we created, it goes to zero and they don't give a shit about their lion anymore and they no longer identify as a turtle. But, 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 right? but Kyle said, Kyle did say, and brother, I'm with you there. Like, I think community and a pump and dump group are not the same thing. Kyle is right. Once again, Kyle is correct. No, but no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Uh, I, I, by the way, I, I listen to Kyle a lot. He's one of the smartest people I know. Kyle, you said this could become the next Pepe. This could become the next Doge because people are bored of Doge, bored of shit. I've never bought a meme coin in my life. I'm pretty dumb when it comes to meme coins. Um, what makes you say that? Like, what, what, what gives you the confidence to say that publicly? It's, it's, um, it's a matter of so, it's incredibly powerful right now. So, um, 
you had the Solana phone that was that launched a while ago, and it was kind of it was Solana phone itself was kind of a meme, right? It's like it was a joke, uh, like you know, all kinds of people, tech reviewers reviewed it and said this is an expensive, expensive, a very very expensive underperforming piece of hardware, um, and they had a hard time getting it off the shelf. And then now that you have this bonk phenomena, everyone's buying now. The the all of a sudden, in the last forty eight hours, every single Solana phone in the world sold out because they airdropped some bonk coins to the Solana phones. And to be um, clear, Kyle, it's a $599 phone and people are getting $700 worth of bonk at the current price. Yeah, so it's a $100 it's arbitrage opportunity. Exactly. It's, which is insane because people are spending that's that much time. That's, that's impossible. Bucks. But, but then this is impossible to be sustainable then. Well, there's no, no way. So, 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 so the question is, so, you know, uh, so bonk itself is integrated. It's the most integrated coin in the Solana ecosystem. It, it, it It's in every single app. Um, I, I forget, I don't, off the top of my head, I don't remember all the integrations that it has, but it is actually being used within a bunch of different things on the Solana ecosystem as a currency. Um, you, you just, you just don't like, and I'm, I totally agree with you guys as well. Like we're, we're I don't think we're, we're definitely not arguing here about anything. Um, but, and, and, and Scott, what you were saying about the, all the different, all the different like shit that was produced, that's true. And 99% of the, the shit that's intended to be shit is going to always be shit. But there's, there's just and I don't know what the magic formula is. For Pepe, it was clear, right? I understood that. Pepe is the biggest meme in the world. And so they built a meme coin around it. And like, and, and now that's just the way it is, right? But Bonk, I, I, I don't know. It's like a cute little animated ship, uh, like Doge or what is it, Shiba Inu with <laughs> a bat getting it across his head. And, and I don't know what, but it's, it's a, it's a, it took a lot of things for this to line up properly, right? Uh, Bonk has been around for a long time, but it was the first, I, th I think it was, a, I believe it was the first meme coin on Solana. And it took the Solana narrative to take off. It took the bull market to get started to take off. And all the stars had to align for this thing to fall into place. And now it is. And people, the fact that people are now holding bags, they have, they, they're aligned on that fact. And yes, the alignment of the community is, is on the, the basis that that coin remains valuable. And but when a community comes together, I, I think for now it's like, and there is actually a team behind Bonk. There's uh, Bonk is different than things like Pepe, where Pepe was fair launched with 100% going, uh, you know, through the liquidity pools. Bonk actually has some reserve from the team, and we'll see what they end up doing with it. You know, I, I don't mm -hmm. know, but but By community it, building a community like that is super valuable, right? Like you can you can move mountains with a big community, and so I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes. But but Mark, yes, to answer your question, to, Mario, to yes. answer your question, that's that's what it is. People. If you look at on the video I just made, um, I, I go back and I show you the, the the top 100 cryptocurrencies from 2013 bull run, 2017 bull run, 2021 bull run. Almost none of the top 100 are relevant the following bull run. You you, you almost you know you see a few of them, right? But most of the hundred are gone the next bull run, and I think that's going to happen on this bull run too. All the new stuff 100%. is going to come in and push everything else irrelevant out. And I think- Yeah, people always ask, Kyle, they're like, what's gonna be the best performer of this cycle? And I'm like, nothing you've heard of yet. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, Scott, you sent the, uh, just, Scott, you sent that breaking news in the group? Yeah, there's a, well, it's a Gary Gensler tweet, which uh, might trigger everybody, but uh, the breaking news, and we do have some lawyers here. Today, the commission denied a petition for rulemaking filed on behalf of Coinbase Global Inc. Read my statement here. This is what Gary, Gensler had to say, literally, it makes me want to puke when I say his name. First, existing laws and regulations apply to the crypto securities markets. Second, the SEC addresses the crypto securities markets through rulemaking as well. Third, it is important to maintain commission discretion in setting its own rulemaking priorities. Hey, Carlo Preston, can either of you give us some color on this? Or what that yeah. means? Yeah, I, I gotcha. Um, how to there are a lot of I, i'm cognizant that some of my law partners are listening so what i really oh, i thought you were thinking how do i explain this to a bunch of simpletons who won't understand anything but no, I'm glad I mean, it's so, the so, so here's so i actually just wrote i actually wrote an article for the international journal on, of blockchain law on this very subject um and and the let me a little by way of background i'm admitted in england and wales and i'm also admitted in the united states and in fact i trained and qualified in england so England has a really different securities regime. This is all going to make sense in a second, I promise. England has a very different regulatory regime for crypto assets than the US does. And basically, the way that you can summarize it right, in brief is that it lets crypto be crypto. So the laws acknowledge that people are going to trade crypto spot, that people are going to want to self-custody their own assets. And they say, we're going to assume right, 
that this is legitimate economic activity. And what we're going to do to regulate it is we're going to try to put in a consumer protection regime, which allows people, if they want, to go and do trading on their own, caveat emptor. But if people are, which means let the buyer beware. But if you are going to market these assets to consumers in the course of business in the United Kingdom, then you have to comply with all of these consumer protection regimes, right? So essentially, if you want to trade crypto, if there's a meme coin, if there's Dogecoin, if there's a new shit coin that's out and you want to trade it and it's on an exchange and it's just accessing the markets as they exist, the Brits let that happen, right? They say, it's not our, it's not our position that we need to interfere with these markets and tell people what they can and can't buy. The US, by contrast, says, you know, actually, despite the fact that in the last hundred years of securities regulation, we have never had a self-custodying digital asset which can do things like instantly transfer value from one end of the world to the other, or serve as a de- you know a decentralized DNS, or serve as a decentralized like Helium, for example. Someone mentioned earlier is a hot project. That's a cool project. It allows people to buy and sell bandwidth on LoRaWAN, which is really interesting and useful for AI, for like AI and IoT stuff. If you're trying to do radio communications and you don't have, uh, you know, and you don't have access to to uh, you know to a cell tower, so that's really interesting stuff. The SEC says this is a security in exactly the same way as the bearer bonds in the safe at the top of Nakatomi Plaza in Die Hard, right? And we're going to regulate it in exactly the same fashion as those financial instruments of yesteryear, right? And the origins of those instruments that we are regulating in this way go back hundreds and hundreds of years, right? I have a copy of a mortgage that was written on vellum by a solicitor charged by the word in my house, right? So it's written in ink, the lawyer's charged by the word. It had a stamp on it and a seal and the release on the back. And the way that you transferred it was by signing it on the back and then handing them the deed, right? This is really, really old tech. The SEC is trying to apply a regulatory regime for old tech, right? For stuff that crypto really isn't. Um, and so they say we, you know, existing laws and regulations apply to the crypto securities markets. This is very much saying existing laws relating to the keeping of horses and animal welfare apply to your car, um, which or apply to your spaceship or apply to something else. So we have this anachronistic legal regime in the United States. It's been enabled by a, uh, a 1946 Supreme Court decision and subsequent precedents, which have been stretched very nearly to their limit. Uh, in terms of you know the the reasonable interpretation of what they mean, and I think the the thing to really add on top of it is that they've gotten away with it because crypto hasn't had perfect product market fit since 2013, which is when you started seeing the first altcoins come out, like the Proto shares and the Bit shares, and Ravencoin and Litecoin and Mastercoin, right? So those of us who were around back then said, you know, it's possible the securities laws could apply to this. There's some gray area. But it's certainly possible because currently people are investing in these for speculative purposes. I think eventually the speculative purposes are going to fall away when you start needing strong crypto just to do daily business, which I think in the world of AI is going to be sooner rather than later. So the SEC has won yesterday's war. It controls the rules of the battlefield because essentially our legislators haven't updated the rules and there's no political will to do so as long as the Democrats continue to be in charge. Um, and so this is a dishonest statement, right? It's basically, it's intellectually dishonest, not, um, not legally dishonest, because the SEC knows that the deck is stacked in its favor. It also knows that the US is one of those backward looking jurisdictions on the planet, which is not even remotely progressive or trying to facilitate capital formation in the space. And they have it as their mission to abuse the you know, and misuse the securities laws that we have to ensure that crypto activity cannot take off in the United States. Are they legally allowed to do it? Yes. Is it intellectually honest if you're just having a conversation among lawyers about what the law says to say, well, you know, the existing laws and regulations apply to the crypto securities markets? Yes, absolutely. If we are looking backwards, it is entirely appropriate to say that they have the power to deny these applications and to try to suppress crypto business. But if you're looking at which way the markets are going and the way that the United States traditionally embraces new technologies, as we did with the publishing internet back in 1996, when we enacted the Communications Decency Act, Section 230 of which is likely responsible for American dominance of the global internet. Um, You know, clearly the SEC is being used as an obstacle to prevent the United States 
from becoming a crypto powerhouse because the U.S. wants everybody happy on the tax farm. So yeah, I think it's a it's a great overview, Preston. I appreciate it, Scott. Did you want to get more? I think Preston's really given enough as much information as one would ask for I, I, on this. The, then, on this yeah, yeah, I think we're I All think right, we're so, good so, on that one. Back, back, uh, back to back to, bunk, uh, back, back to bunk. Back to bunk. Back to more no, important no, things. Hold on, Crypto Lord. You tweeted something I loved. You're like, tell me why bunk isn't worth shorting, and you keep tweeting about it dumping can you please tell me more about why it will dump and tell me why kyle is wrong well um well i, I think um i just um everybody has their own uh, personal view about um something i think my, why i'm actually fired about bunk actually dumping maybe because i missed the uh, pump or something like that well we all know uh sentiment apart we all know that um me actually draw most attention, and uh, people actually want to get into the next 100x project. Yeah, the truth is, even though bank dumps today, even though banks dumps now or dumps in this season, it doesn't mean that people are not going to be into the next meme run. That, that but, you're, you're, but, you're, but you seem you seem you seem bullish on bank crypto lord. Like this is not. By the way, Scott, I just I just brought up. Uh, we didn't have any bank speakers, so I just brought up uh, someone I think knows about bank. Um, but but he's he's bullish, so that didn't work. Uh, cool. <laughs> Can anyone tell us why Bunk would dump? Because I need to balance out the bullish. Uh, Rand the bullish shorting it. From Rand is literally shorting it. Rand is not going to be. He's a masochist. Yeah, Rand is shorting. 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 So you can buy back when it dumps. I want someone that says it's going to go to zero. Kyle, what is the likelihood it will go to zero? Not going to zero. Can't say no, that. Meme coins go. Nothing goes to zero. Nothing goes to zero. Do you want me to give you a list of meme coins and, and NFT? I mean, I'm saying like literal, literal, literal zero. There's plenty of things that are worth almost nothing. Yes. Kyle? So it, it, it's a representation of... So the thing is, it's taken on the identity of the meme coin of Solana. And it, rep, it, it goes hand in hand now. It, it was responsible for making the Solana phone sell out. It was the, the thing that brought so much attention to Solana. And it is now, so it, it goes hand in hand with the Solana community as something that represents their Pepe or their Doge or their ship, whatever. That is Solana's thing. And, it's, and if you're bullish Solana, then you better be bullish Bonk because it's my meme coin versus your meme coin. And what happened? What happened? By the way, what happened? Kyle, what happened to Pepe? I haven't been keeping. Last time I looked at Pepe was when there was that drama about some of the wallets selling, some of the the original wallets selling and, and or, or moving tokens or something along those lines. I, I haven't looked at it at all. It's just because the Ethereum ecosystem has been slow. You've had like a lot of action from Cosmos and Solana recently, and maybe some Avalanche stuff. Ethereum has largely been a, a lagging performer and probably will not. Pepe will will definitely take off again, especially when. The masses come back, and when the Ethereum ETF is more in spotlight, can I ask? Now, we'll, we'll wrap shortly, but can I ask uh, the the VC Kyle a question? The Kyle I used yeah. to know from a couple of years ago. What, what are your thoughts on the Solana ecosystem? What are your thoughts on on the actually the markets in general? We haven't had you on stage in a while. And what's your what are some I, narratives you're excited about? Like I, I've always talked about gaming and the decentralized AI is something I'm really getting excited about. Um, I think you talked. I watched your your show today before this this space, I think you were talking about the uh, uh, real-world assets, tokenizing real-world assets. So yeah. yeah, give us the give us what your focus is for the next 12 months. There's a lot of, lot of questions there, but I, your first one was, what about Solana? I think I, I used to be a, a very um, a critic about on Solana. You know, it was like, uh, it was going down all the time. They they launched a bit earlier prematurely or, or couldn't handle the bandwidth, uh, but they had a lot of time and a lot of... Uh, adversity to overcome you know the ftx dramas it was it was like a you know that, that narrative of like it was an sbf coin um but they kept building and at, i watched a lot of this stuff at solana breakpoint and uh one of these things called uh firestarter was recently implemented into solana which allowed it to simul like at any given time the solana blockchain with firestarter enacted could handle all the volume from visa mastercard swift and Twitter, I think, all all at the same time. So it's hyperscalable. It's cheap and fast. Uh, it's got a vibrant community, and it I've flipped from being a, a Solana bear to a Solana bull. Um, and then from other other things that we're interested in, I, I like we. Some people are talking about Deepin things. I think Deepin is very interesting. Some said Helium. We've invested in a couple of uh, Deepin projects over the past six months. Um, yeah, and then I think you know always 
I think that gaming on Avalanche is going to be interesting. Avalanche seems to be the blockchain that most AAA games are now being built on. You know, IMX or Immutable has that reputation for the gaming blockchain, but in reality, the one that's actually producing AAA games is Avalanche. And so Avalanche, even though it's sitting right now, I think at number 10 on market cap, could skyrocket to, you know, a, a top four or something like that if one of these AAA games gets mass adoption, because that brings all the attention to the underlying blockchain that allowed, you know, everyday people to not give a shit about the underlying technology and just use the benefits of what it does. And so, you know, building a gaming ecosystem on an Avalanche subnet allows you to kind of uh, abstract away all of the Web3 uh, friction that is normally involved for normies to come into the market. For example, Godzilla, uh, is going to allow people to play on PlayStation, Xbox, PC, mobile, and they don't ever have to care about the blockchain aspect if they don't want to. So those are my... Yeah. And last quick question is your your thoughts on the market in general. Do you agree with Rand that we're... I think you do because, again, I heard your show, the latest show you did, and you were talking about... Uh, you're saying that we're in a raging bull market already. And you're talking about the... the obviously, the Fed pivot. You're talking about the the uh, ETF. You talked about the, the halving... And I think these are three things that you mentioned, the three main topics. Yeah, I had, to, I had uh, convinced you were in a bull market. I had I had James Safar on on my channel the other day um, from Bloomberg Intelligence in the ETF department, and that's a really great episode. If anyone is doubting where we are right now, even more so with all the kind of news that's come out over the past couple of days. Um, but I think that we have enough evidence to suggest that it's. I, I would put the percentage of an ETF happening between the the dates of January eighth and January tenth at about a 98% right now. You can tell from a lot of the, the discussions that are being had between the applicants and the SEC themselves and the different departments within the SEC that are responsible for getting these things approved. And it's not a matter of discussion of if this is going to happen. If it, or if it was not going to happen, these conversations wouldn't be happening on a, on a weekly, regular, daily basis. Um, and so the last, kind of, uh, the last kind of discussion point was, uh, will this settlement or will, will the redemptions of the shares of these of these um, of these products be in kind, meaning that if I sell my my share, then I get Bitcoin in for it, or is it going to be cash redemption, which means that if I sell my share of an ETF, do I get cash back instead of the underlying assets? And so it seems like we just saw the first S one filing yesterday from Valkyrie, um, uh, no Invesco, uh, saying that they're going to settle in in cash, which is the preferred method from the SEC. Uh, so it seems like no matter what, this first round of approvals that's going to happen in early January is going to be is going is going to happen, and that is going to send the market into a. On that on that point, Scott, uh, you said Pierce just replied. Yeah, uh, Hester Pierce just replied immediately to the Gary Gensler news that we shared before, as she tends to. Commissioner Yeda and I responded to today's denial of Coinbase's rulemaking petition. I'm clicking the link right now, and I'm going to guarantee it says we dissent. Uh, let me. We disagree with the commission's decision. I haven't had a chance to read the entire thing, but she basically dissents on every one of these things at this point with Uyeda. By the way, if uh, Biden loses, she would at least very temporarily become the probably the uh, chairman of the SEC, at least very temporarily. Ron, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, um, at least for the um, uh, the Coinbase news recently, I mean, at least folks in D.C. weren't too shocked given the SEC's posture. But um, I think it kind of sets up what's going to be a pretty dramatic uh, next two months in Congress uh, because Congress is slated to vote on a market structure bill in the House. And the SEC is going to try to use this uh, petition for rulemaking to say, see, the rules are clear. We don't need to have this legislation. Uh, and they're going to try and pick off Democrats. Uh, but it seems like, at least right now, I'm, I'm sorry for the echo, I'm currently on the Capitol right now. Uh, but the sentiment seems that at least a lot of the Democrats are starting to see, yeah, the rules really aren't getting clear. And the SEC is starting to lose a lot of favor in terms of just not providing those rules. And I think this is going to backfire on them pretty heavily. But it's going to be pretty rough for a while. So we'll, we'll have to see... Um, if this leads to stuff. And the last thing I want to say, I know we talked about tax earlier. Keep an eye on tax issues. Uh, that's going to be probably the next major uh, thing that we're going to talk about in D.C. for staking, um, for accounting purposes, with like uh, staff counts and bullets and 121. Um, I know we're a lot focusing right now on money laundering, Hamas, and uh, uh, that's really going to be taking the narrative a while with Elizabeth Warren. But watch your taxes. That's going to be coming next uh, afterwards. There were all, well, I mean, we even saw literally in the last year, from Biden's Twitter account, I, I never will say that Biden uh, tweeted because we know he's not doing it. But remember, there was that 
tweet that said, would we rather protect? And it was like on one side, wealthy crypto tax avoiders. And on the other side, it was like feeding homeless children. I'm not even kidding. It was something as gratuitous and egregious as that. But they already have teased the tax debate that will be likely coming many times. Yeah, I mean, if you look at stuff like Bonk too, I mean, Bonk really hasn't come up with my conversations. I know it's kind of a recent thing, but DC's a little slow to the game. But um, that stuff doesn't help here in DC. I mean, a lot of folks just see Doge and these meme coins. They really think, see, this is what all the industry is. It's all scam. It's all just these meme coins. Um, And that's a hard combat to narrative uh, go against sometimes because it's... (laughs) These things are so accurate. do take off. (laughs) Yeah, and they are accurate. So it's... uh, I'm, I'm a little concerned personally, just with the whole Bach news. Uh, I'm sure I'll hear about it tomorrow or uh, next week when uh, chatting with folks. Oh, man. Chris, listen, what do you think of, not of Bonk specifically, but the let's talk about the fact that Kyle obviously thinks uh, it's just getting going. Uh, you probably, I don't want to put you on the spot. Maybe you haven't even looked at the chart. And Rand thinks, hey, I'm going to short this thing right now. Uh, you mean Bonk there? Um, yeah, I actually posted yeah, bonk specifically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think um, I think overall we've still got higher to go. Um, you know, if Bitcoin kind of takes out the, uh, oh, I don't know, probably like around 44,000, uh, I think we're still looking up there toward 49,000, 50,000 uh, before, you know, at least before we get some kind of major pullback. Uh, bonk itself has been crazy. Uh, I posted a chart and I said if we're breaking out above that uh, 32, then probably getting up to 4281. But man, you know, I don't know. You know, it's, it's too risky for me. I'm not that risky. I don't like to jump in on that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the market overall still has higher to go. Uh, but, um, you know, it, you know, you can at least look for Bitcoin to break out above 44 or so and uh, to add a little bit of confidence to that. But if it does, again, you know, that daily pivot on, uh, on Bitcoin still sits up there just above 49,000. So, um, you know, we're, we're on our way there, it seems like. Yeah, Bill, I see you're trying. Okay, you're good. I, I couldn't see if you were trying to connect, but I saw you requested. Did you have a comment there, Bill? Um, I'm fascinated by this whole bonk thing. Good morning, everyone, uh, in the U.S. anyway. Uh, we bought some in our fund because we put uh, some meme coins in there. Uh, and uh, I got to say, it's the best performing asset in our fund the last few months. And, um, <laughs> You know, I best performing asset of all time, Bill. Yeah, obviously, obviously, obviously. Well, it depends on your time frame, but yeah, for for uh, for actually, it's pretty hard to find a lot of time frames where Bach would be the best performing asset of all time right now. But but I have a feeling that's going to change quickly, and uh, we don't plan to hold very long. But a few things. I mean, I, are you are you still are you still holding, Bill? Yeah, we've increased the position a couple of weeks ago, so. Holy shit. Yeah, but we're going to get... By the way, if you if you want to buy a Solana phone on eBay right now, it's $2,050. Yeah. That is a joke. They, they couldn't sell those things 72 hours ago. Okay, yeah, anyways. I'll give you an analogy, right? So a few years ago, I bought a Tesla Model S and I paid cash for it, which is pretty much the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. Nothing... I like the car. It's, it's, it's fine. At least you didn't pay Bitcoin for it, Bill. Right. You had your chance. My point is going to be what I should have done is immediately bought Tesla shares lease the car and then use the profits to buy three Teslas for different family members. Um, and, and that was just really dumb. And, and so I have no interest in buying the, the Solana phone, even though I'm super, super bullish on Solana right now, I'm just going to keep holding my Solana and then I'll use other things. Uh, with- You're going to lease the phone. Exactly. Exactly. You're going to lease the phone. Yeah. And thank you for listening. So, so, you know, look, I, I, we're going to get out of bonk at some point and, and it's, you know, we, we do allocate a very, very small percentage of our altcoin funds to meme coins. And uh, during the run-ups, they have been the best performers. And during the drawdowns, they've been the worst performers. And the, the key with them is to get out. And, uh, you know, I don't really take it that seriously, to be honest with you, other than, you know, we did commit to putting a, a small percentage into the altcoin fund. And the LPs know that we do that. And um, they get it, right? And, and so... The other thing I was going to say is, is we've been tracking the the uptake pretty closely. It was really hard to buy Bonk until about, you know, three days ago, right? You had to basically use the Solana Dex and moving it around and 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 getting the right wallet. It was really tough, and and the price was still going up with very low volume, 
And all of a sudden, of course, the listing started. And, and, and I think uh, I think I saw Crypto.com listed this morning as well. And I'm sure more listings are going to come. I don't think Binance is listed yet, but I'm not sure. And at that point, you know, I, I suspect there's going to be a blow off top once these listings hit ahead. Um, you know, I don't know if that's going to be in six days or six months. I have no idea. But it's going to happen. It's it would be the first meme coin where it didn't happen, and then you know basically revert to some ridiculously low meme. Uh, meme, sorry, not meme. <laughs> but but you get you get the point. So anyway, we've been tracking it. We think it's interesting. Um, I think it's per- personally, yeah, we'll take the money. But I think it's more interesting to understand the dynamics of 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 crowds and and how crowds wake up to something um, when it on the surface makes absolutely no sense. Uh, which is clearly the case here. I think you, you just a- coined. I think you just coined an amazing term, by the way, which is well, either reversion to the meme or meme reversion, <laughs> which I want to make a T-shirt. You can, you can, so good. You can own it, Bill, but just get more credit. Bill, okay. Bill uh, do, you, do you have any any process in your fund to to try to 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 spot these meme coins early on? Because um, anyone I talk to says it's almost impossible to spot. But is there certain indicators that you look for? Um, yeah, that's a great question. I'll tell you, I am very good at analyzing the tokens that have real use cases. Um, I'm bullish on Render. I'm bullish on Rune. I'm bullish on Tau. And I can tell you why explicitly, right? I think where the tech's going, why AI crypto intersection. And by the way, this is a non-answer to your question. I'm getting to your question. Uh, all those coins are interesting. When it comes to memes, I am completely useless. I am completely unrepresentative of the average consumer on planet earth i i know fuck all i i know fuck all about the kardashians i don't i i'm not sure i would recognize uh who's the, the chick that's make, making a billion dollars on tour in the united states that everybody her name's taylor swift bill if i saw, you'd recognize her i swear on my kids i would not recognize taylor swift if i saw her right now so so i am the last person that you should ask about meme coins but what I figured out is, is there are several people in my immediate circle that really pay attention to this stuff and are like the opposite of me from a consumer perspective. And so what I do is I talk to them and I listen to them when they ask, when they bring up these things. And several of them brought up a few of them very, very early, um, you know, over the past few months. And I paid attention. I said, OK, well, this is worth, you know, a few basis points of the fund. Um, and, and, and again, we've already made that allocation to memes. We don't always use it. Uh, we're not, you know, like we have to use it. It's there if we want it. And, you know, what was a few bips turned into a couple of percent, which is now turned into multiple percent. And now it's like, okay, we really need to take profits here. So, um, but my, the only reason that I'm hesitating is, is because these listings are coming in fast and furious. So. Yeah. You need to pull a Kathy Wood and rebalance. (laughs) Exactly. Um, before. Before we wrap, Scott, I just got a message from a DM from DB. He said, Murray, I've got your, your bonk counter argument. He's connecting now. DB, is your, is your mic working? Show's connecting for me. Show's connecting for me as well. Oh, Welcome great. The, 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 the first person to back uh, my counter argument against bonk can't connect. There you go. <laughs> the, the bonk crowd should be pretty lucky. Um, oh, my God. I can't believe that. that we just censored them. But that you're a censorer. You censor. Yeah, he's still connected. Fuck no. Yeah. Well, anyway, free speech well, on this platform. We'll see. Man. We'll see. We, we gotta do. We gotta do a, another space. All right, Kyle, are you up to do another space on Bonk? Uh, if it, if it continues going up, becomes one of the main meme coins. You come up and you have your victory run. And if it <laughs> if it dumps high, you come up. I think he's right either way. It's happened. Do you um Do you guys know uh, what is his name? There's a trader who hosts a, a group on Telegram who has been publishing. You got to get him up here. Um, uh, Joe McCann. Joe McCann. Why don't you guys have Joe McCann? Yeah, Joe's been the biggest bonker. Like, I, I, I love his group. I've been in, it's like the only Telegram group I've been because I just like Joe and I think he's funny, but he's been on bonk since it's like it's, literally zero. It's unbelievable. I, I mean, I, I'm like, this is an intelligent guy and, and I'm watching him and I'm going, yeah, okay. Well, he saw something that none else, none of us other saw and, and he was spot on. I mean, I'd get him in here if I could. So. I've just sent him an invite. We'll to to this. We'll do another space on it next week, if if uh, or we have to do another space on it. But uh, DB, what's your counter argument? Hey, yeah, sorry about that. So just looking at the the numbers, if you look at how many sagas were sold, and I think they said they over 10x. Totally said there's 50,000 in total, and that 
believe someone said they're over 75% sold out. The current price of the airdrop is $871. Multiply that by the amount of phones people are going to receive in the next couple days. There's going to be massive sell pressure on this token. And well, it's a meme token. No one knows what's ever going to happen with a meme token. That's not that's not a that's not a meaningful market versus the volume. It can't be. You're talking about eight hundred dollars times one point uh, ten thousand people getting a phone. No, we're talking one point seven billion dollars of daily of volume right now. That, that, that yeah, you're saying there's not people aren't getting fifty thousand phones at once, man, and most of them aren't even looking to dump. I, I don't think that. I I don't disagree with the the sentiment, but that's not going to be meaningful in the market. It's not going to make a huge impact. I agree, and it's certainly not going to zero. I'm not saying that, but there what's will. The, what's the what's the volume? What's the volume on Bank? One point seven, seven billion dollars of volume. Oh, holy shit! Yeah, I know people yeah, that have the phone that don't even like Solana though. That are just looking to flip both. So it's going to have forgot, stop, I, sell pressure. Just another. You know, another you know question. people who are dropped on their heads. Yeah, go ahead. Kyle. Kyle um, um, I think Scott, you mentioned there was uh, there were rumors that Solana Wales. Orchestrated this, yeah, yeah. Carl, have that you heard that? Joa, Joa. Okay, that Solana Wales orchestrated this to bring attention uh, into the ecosystem. Well, well, so I have a I have a report here, and maybe on the next spaces we can we can actually go through it. But it's it's a, from a, a VC fund called Asymmetric, um, and it's a, it's an entire report on Bonk, and they say that what Bonk essentially is is it's a leveraged play on the Solana ecosystem. And like I was saying earlier, it literally is our ecosystem is better than yours. And it's a Solana versus ETH play. And so so that, that's why I don't think this thing is going down anytime soon. The more, if, if you believe that, so if you believe in Solana, this bull run, then Bonk is going to fucking fly. It, it's just, they, they just won't let it go. Like it, it, it is like here, it's a lot of pride in this, right? And so, that, so that's why I still think this thing is going to 40 billion. Right and uh, and we'll see if that, if that happens, but I don't think- it, uh, There's a lot of the pride, pride in Bonk. There's also a lot of liquidity. It has brought insane liquidity. I mean, arguably TVL into the Solana ecosystem, which would make sense that uh, they would want that. I mean, now that it's trading on Coinbase and stuff, it matters less, I guess, because people can trade it on a centralized platform. But what this was doing when it was not even available on on the centralized websites and exchanges for the ecosystem is insane. I mean, Kyle's right. Have you, uh, Scott, have you ever bought a bunk or do you own any bunk? No, I don't own Bonk. Uh, man, look, <laughs> the way you're speaking, I'm having my doubts. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. I don't know. Have you, Dude, have I, you ever I wouldn't even know. I, would, I wouldn't have, until three days ago, like everyone else here, I, I wouldn't even have spent the three minutes to learn how to go buy it, right? Uh, because, uh, like I said, you had to go do it on a deck. So uh, it was relatively, yeah. I'm a little insulted uh, by the way you said you don't own Bonk. I just want to be very... Well, I'm concerned. mad because I'm mad because yeah, I should have yeah. owned Bonk. I could have followed <laughs> Joe McCann all those years, telling us, I mean, all those days telling us to buy Bonk. No, Thank listen, I, I definitely, yeah. And, and to I'm, be clear, I, I'm not mad I, that I missed out because it's not something, you know what? I, I always tell the story that when, uh, you know, all of us remember the early Doge cycles where you traded against Bitcoin and it went from 15 or 20 sats up to 120 to 180. You sold it, you waited six months, you bought it again, and you just did that over and over again. We made a ton of money. You know, um, but never in my life did I think, hey, Doge is going to get uh, is going to be on Saturday Night Live with Elon Musk and it'll be 70 cents. We were talking about fractions of a penny. And one day my wife was like, so like, go back and do the math. How much, you know, you would have uh, if you had just held all that Doge, which I would never do. I, I, I don't regret it, but it would have been like 40 or 50 million dollars worth of Doge or something at the time. Yeah. Well, this yeah. Chris Inks is here. Chris is the one who like Chris Inks used to have at the very beginning when I first got into crypto, you had a Trello group, right? Not even a Discord or anything. They were Trello cards with setups uh, for altcoins. And you wrote a Trello card that says, you want to get rich? This is how you get rich. Those are the exact words. I'll never forget it. And it showed me the Doge cycle. And we traded it over and over and over again. But yeah, forty or fifty million dollars. That would have been nice, I guess. Uh, Tom, Bill, Tom, you requested. Do you have anything to add on this point? Hey, good morning. Yeah, just uh, jumping in on the Doge conversation. Please be bearish. Uh, <laughs> Please be bearish. <laughs> well, I was looking at it. I, I just woke up, so I'm I'm getting back into it. But yesterday, I did notice that funding on Bonk was like minus point five percent or something. I've never really even seen. 
Yeah. Negative 288. 288 now? Holy moly. Yeah, that's that's because it ran. Oh, my. Um, well, what I'm looking at when I see that is probably something we all don't want to hear, but that it might have some more upside, unfortunately. Um, those those shorts have to unwind, and when they do, you know, we saw this with Pepe just a year ago. Really the same scenario, got listed on spawn some places, really strong rally, and then these giant fundings came in. We did see... It continue a little bit higher, but then I think uh, the top wasn't too far away. So I'm I'm watching that. Real so one big squeeze. So one big squeeze higher to liquidate all the shorts, and then. Top but but this has been happening. Idea. But this has been happening the whole time. So the, like, the entire run up for the last sixty days, everyone's been shorting bonk. Everyone everyone's been shorting it the whole time. The fu- this funding rate has always been has been negative. I think when you uh, Chris is a Chris just came on like um, negative five was probably Tom. Two weeks ago, or something like that, or yet yeah, Tom. Um, but uh, but now it's negative two eighty eight. I literally just covered this in the video that's going live in like two minutes. Um, I talk about the whole all the funding rates and the the amount of shorts that are out there. Um, but yeah, I agree. I agree, Tom. What I'm looking for next though is for at some point seeing a move and then that funding rate turning positive because I still remember that from Pepe's run. It was so negative. It flipped positive. I think it still went up a little bit. Like, that's the hard part. People are trying to time the top here. It's going to be a dangerous game. Uh, you're likely to get liquidated and honestly, mm-hmm. a long or a short right now. Yeah, it's choppy right, right now, sideways. But, all right. Yeah, Mario, I got to run and I know you do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, and, and I definitely don't got to run if we're talking about bonk. Um, but look, we'll do another space on this again, uh, whether it's going to pump more or dump. Um, and if it dumps, Bill, you have to join. Kyle, you have to join. And Ryan will obviously join. And then I'm going to have one hell of a space. And if it if it pumps, um, Scott, you run the show. I will not be here if it pumps. But uh, I think we can wrap it for today. Sounds. All right. Uh, you're a big Let's pussy. Wrap. All right, guys. <laughs> <See> you guys. <laughs> That's got to wrap right now. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thanks, Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.